Hey there, you're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number 14. Uh, make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because I release an episode every couple of weeks. You can also find me on Instagram at LukePage underscore underscore underscore. And um, I'm also opening up applications to my 11-week online program called The Leading Coach. This is for new and early stage coaches who want to learn how to get online clients and grow their business. Um, so that's going to be actually opening up on the 9th of March. I was going to say April there, but the 9th of March. So if you want to know more details about that, head over to my Instagram page, at LukePage, underscore, underscore, underscore. But yeah, today I sit down with um, intimacy coach Michelle Panning. And this one is all about our fear of not being liked and how it's costing us getting more clients. And ultimately, it's costing us transforming and changing more people's lives. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. All right, Mish, so here we are, yeah? Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, even though that I know that you're not feeling the best. Shows commitment behind you. Um, <laughs> so what are we discussing today? You know, I, I've, known, I've known you, um, how long, for a couple of years now? Yeah. A couple of years, and I guess the, you know, the conversation we've been having is what are we going to actually discuss here today? And the thing that we, dis- we talked about is how your need for external validation is Screwing your business, fucking your business. So where do we start with this thing? Take, take us off. Yeah. So I guess I'll explain just a little bit about what I do and how this feeds into women and business. So I'm an intimacy coach and I work with women to get super connected to themselves so they can have real intimacy with men. Of course, that's like, romantic relationships that's what comes to mind first and foremost but we think intimacy is sex and it's much 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 deeper than that um but this is really about having more intimacy with men in general so that could be your brother your friend your coworker, your boss your employee right mm. and so how this feeds into business is being able to relate to people on a deeper level Okay. And so if we take away the men part, we need intimacy with people Mm. and to have in my mind, a successful business. I mean, it, it kind of depends what you're doing, but especially in the coaching industry, you need to be able to create authentic, genuine, real, intimate connection. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so if you're exactly. And if you're on the other end, hoping, you know, going, Oh God, I hope they like me. And you know, how can I present myself in a way that they're going to like me and and I'm more acceptable and palatable to them. Mm. People pick up on that. People can pick up when you're not being true, when you're not wanting, or if you're going from a place of um, how can I get money from this person? Mm -hmm. So it's not coming from a place of true, authentic, genuine care it's coming from a place of lack 
and that feeds into the roles that we play in life. And so one of those roles is a high achiever. Um, and there's, mm. there's a million roles. A lot of them go into um, romantic relationships, like the caretaker, the martyr, the victim. But certainly, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so it bleeds into all aspects of your life, really. Okay. So what's like, um, I'm just thinking of like a, a common issue like one of my clients um so recently we've been going through engaging and connecting right so basically reaching out to people um you know we talked we spoke about building content posting content but one thing that's important is that you actually build relationships with people yeah um and actually yeah. reaching out to them, engaging with them connecting with them building trust over time um and she was saying that um, she feels like she's pestering people. Mm. Yeah. She feels that, oh, like, I, I don't like kind of reaching out because I feel like I'm pestering them. Like, like what do you think is going on there? Because this is quite yeah. a common thing. Yeah. It's like, I feel like, I mean, I, I don't want to annoy them. Yeah. Don't want to annoy them. What do you think is going on there? Yeah. And I've so been there. <laughs> I've so been there of like, no, I don't want to like, I don't want to imp- pose and that really feeds into one of the roles that women especially play which is of the good girl and so we're trained to like be polite don't impose on anyone don't annoy people but the thing is is come back to what's your intention here because if your intention is oh i'm gonna message you so that you open up to me so that i can make a sale sure of course like that's where we're connecting with people but come back to like, fuck, I just genuinely want to make a connection. I genuinely mm. want a relationship with the people who follow me and the people who want to engage. You know what? You will annoy some people. It's mm. bound to happen. There will yeah. be, if you're doing it right, there will be at least one person who's annoyed with you. <laughs> yeah. Good. Let them be annoyed. That's fine. That's mm. fine. Because you're only going to grow when you push past your discomfort and release these roles that are playing out so heavily. And so, yeah, I think when it comes to being annoying, really come back to your intention and don't be a dick about it. Like if someone hasn't responded to a couple of messages, I don't know, I just feel like maybe they're not your people. Maybe they'll reach out to you when it's the time. yeah, but there's a, there's a real difference. And so then where is this coming from? Yeah, is this coming from a place of scarcity and my roles? I'm doing the good girl. Oh, I don't want to reach out because I'm nice. Mm. I'm a nice girl. Nice girls don't do that. Mm-hmm. Or is it like, yeah, actually, I, I do really want to make a connection here. I want to build a relationship and build rapport. Yeah. And you, you, mentioned, you mentioned this before, like, they've been trained to be like the nice girl and all that. And I don't impose. What do you mean by, what do you mean by that? Being trained? Yeah. Awesome. So when, and this is for like men and women, like everyone, Yeah. when we're little, right. We are looking for the ways in which we can receive love and affection and belonging and safety and all of that. Right. Yeah. And so if you, I don't know. If you threw a tantrum 
right? When you're three years old and you got in trouble and it was like, don't do that. Be a good girl and be quiet, right? Then after a while you go, oh, okay. So if I speak out, if mm. I throw a tantrum, which is normal for children, <laughs> if I throw a tantrum, then I'm not going to be loved and I'm not going to belong. And I'm going to be, this is what's happening in the unconscious mind. I'm going to be kicked out of my family and I'm going to mm. die. So I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to be nice and I'm going to be good. And then we get rewarded for that. Oh, yeah, you're so polite. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. such good manners wow yeah. that's sick i haven't even thought about that but it's so true i'm just thinking of people in my life right now that fit into that category um and it's, it's mental yeah. it's yeah, mental it there's so many roles there's like the good girl the martyr the victim the caretaker the yeah. drama queen yeah there's like a million different roles and and men yeah. have the same roles and also different ones as well um, it would be beneficial to go through a couple of those roles. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So this is, this is one actually that would be good to touch on because it does come into coaching a lot. I find a lot of coaches are caretakers, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how you received love or that's how you belonged in your family when you were young. So maybe you had a parent that was a bit dysfunctional or was kind of absent. And so you were the one caretaking. Oh, let me do this for you. I'm going to show you how much I can do for you so that I am incredibly valuable to to you and you never leave me. Mm. Right? Like women do this a lot, Mm. especially I cook, I clean, I do the laundry, like I take care of you. I'm a good wife, you know? And then when it comes to coaching, that's a very easy role for women to get into. Let me take care of you. Let me help fix you. You're, yeah, I'll help heal you, which your clients aren't broken, first off. They don't need to be fixed or healed. But (laughs) Yeah, that's a very um, easy role. And so then that, it's always like the yin and the yang and the, or the masculine and the feminine creating polarity, right? And so if you have someone who's a caretaker or another role that's sort of similar as the rescuer, you tend to go with a victim because you can't save someone who doesn't want or need to be saved, right? Caretaker and caretaker don't go together. <laughs> but rescuer and victim go together very well. Mm. So there's always an over-functioning, which is a caretaker, and an yep. under-functioning, which would be a victim in this instance. So we're referring to like partners here? Is this could you be mean? partner, or this could be, in, in, if you think in a, in a coaching relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. If it tips, like, of course, there's a, there's a dynamic going on in that relationship. But if it tips into an unhealthy scale where I as the coach am taking responsibility for your transformation and I'm going to heal you with my magic or like whatever it is, that's going into the rescuer victim Mm. thing. Mm-hmm. No, and the, and the client go, I'm helpless. I don't know. You have all the answers, right? Like outsourcing their power. Mm-hmm. And then the, the coach, instead of um, 
empowering their client to actually all the answers are within you. I'm just asking questions to elicit information. It's like, I have all the answers. I will save you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which like can be quite a power play, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so that's one. And then, um, so I've spoken about the victim and then like another one, for instance, because this is a role that I was quite familiar with, um, which is an underfunctioning one, which was the drama queen. <laughs> so when I was, when I was a kid, I would like throw tantrums and create dramas, mostly as a teenager. I was just a complete asshole, really. Mm-hmm. And I would create drama to get their attention. I felt like it needed to be really, really big. So I would do the same thing in relationships on an unconscious level of just start fights or um, just say a snarky comment that I knew would bother them or yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen this in business too. And there's a, there's an element that's like a little bit of healthy dramas exciting and good when it comes to work but like people saying things that are really going to trigger people because they're like yeah let's get everyone fired up and so it's tuning into like what's the healthy balance of this <laughs> um, but yeah so that's that's an underfunctioning role okay so like um so is this we do we have elements of all of this in us somewhat but then there's primary what do we call them personalities like what do we call these so i learned from one of my mentors um ej love so i learned these as roles these are roles, the roles yeah. that, um my yeah. other teacher refers to them as sub personalities so it's however you want to define them they're yeah. basically just aspects of yourself right mm. and if you see something in someone else and go oh i really don't like that like i don't have that in me at all i guarantee that you do Mm. It might be repressed and it might be a part that you completely shun, but there's a part of you. And so, you know, you could go, Oh, I don't ever play the victim. It's like, well, where have you ever in your life? Where have you maybe played the victim? Mm. Even when you were five. So they are all aspects that we have. But when I, when I, in my programs go through the list of all of them, I get everyone to raise their hand if they relate. And there's generally a couple that you'll go, yeah, that's really, that's me. And you'll right. tend to fall either more on the over-functioning or more on the under-functioning side. Yeah, okay. So now that we kind of know these uh, profiles, yeah, mm. do you say profiles? So now that we have awareness around them, I mean, what do we, um, roles, pardon me, what do we do with them? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that we know that, okay, we're, we're one of these roles, like what do we actually do? Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing that I hear from women is like, oh, now I've identified that I'm a victim. I want to get rid of that part. I don't like that part. How mm-hmm. do I get rid of it? Well, you don't. <laughs> that creates more tension within the system when you shame parts of yourself. So it's not about getting rid of anything it's about integrating these pieces yeah and these pieces can be like really really young you know and so they'll all kind of have 
different ages of where they're um, operating at. But the, the main exercise that I do is something called aspecting. And so this is where you would like sit on a pillow and have a pillow in front of you and you would visualize this aspect of yourself. So you would see the victim sitting, the victim in you sitting on the pillow in front of you and mm-hmm. you have a conversation with it. And the biggest thing that I've found in my own experience and with clients time and time again is these roles just want to be heard. They just want a voice. They want to be listened to. They want to be cared for, nurtured, whatever it is. They want to feel safe. And so it's like imagining like this is a child having the conversation of like, what do you need? And then you would literally flip to the other pillow and become the victim, like fully embody it, like sit how the victim would sit, talk how the victim would talk. And speak from this place of you that is shut down or hurting or whatever it is and and speak what it is you need sometimes in that you're going to get a resolution and it's going to be all happy days other times it's as i said like a child and so it might be like i hear you and Mm. i love you but i'm not going to allow you to run my life anymore and setting a boundary with them And it sounds kind of like woo woo and out there and a bit weird, but I find this is what's really missing in the world is we're operating from a complete mind space all the time, very masculine energy, and it's missing the inclusion of embodiment work. And so Mm. this is going deep, deep, deep into the body to find these aspects, not coming from a mind cognitive kind of level. Okay. Well, talking about um, energies for a second, I know we're kind of jumping to and fro things, so that's that's all good. Um, What would be some like? What's an example of like, say, in business? You know, we've got uh, there's masculine energy, there's feminine energy. So, what you just touched on there, like, do you believe that it's better to have ultimately have feminine energy in your business or masculine energy, vice versa? Is one better than the other? What's your what's your thoughts and all that? So this masculine energy and feminine energy stuff is very present in the world right now. And what's happened is we've been in such a masculine driven world that now there's been a shaming of the masculine. And it's like, oh, it's all about the feminine, feminine energy, feminine in business. Amazing. And I teach a lot of feminine embodiment stuff. Yeah. I love the feminine, but they're bloody equal. <laughs> None, no one is better than the other. They are both so incredibly necessary to yes, your business and your life. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're, so for example, if you're operating a business completely from the masculine with no feminine, this is, you don't really give a shit about your clients because you're not making a heartfelt connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to go into burnout because you're just steamrolling. Yeah. Um, you've got all the systems and the processes and everything, but there's zero self care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this, um, if anyone finds this relatable, <laughs> like, yeah, and the thing is, like, you can kind of pendulum swing. Yeah? yeah. And then the feminine without the masculine is like, oh, well, I just, 
I know that I made that commitment, but I just don't feel like it anymore. It's not in alignment. My intuition has told me that um, I just don't want to finish it. I love that one. Okay? And so it's like, I love the yeah. other intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> and the, like using your intuition in business is incredibly important and amazing, but it can mm. totally be used as a scapegoat of like, I just don't feel like it anymore. I just yeah. got it down the said no. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like finding the balance between commitment and deep listening to yourself. If you've been running this masculine program of going, 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 and not stopping, you're going to burn out. 100%. And so there needs to be that listening of actually, I need to take a break. I need to rest right now and taking care of yourself because otherwise you're going to further the shutdown. And having that listening of actually, I genuinely need rest versus I just can't be fucked business is hard. I just don't want to do it. And then using that as an excuse. But most women that I speak to are the, the first of like, actually, you genuinely need a day off. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, there's like, it needs to be the integration of both. So do you, do you generally yeah. find that um, if we, we're talking about women for a second, is it mainly that they're not like a, what are we struggling with? What type of energy ultimately? So this is interesting because it, on first glance, it, it sounds like, oh, the women are missing the feminine, which is everything that happens when your eyes are closed, the feeling, the intuition, the, um, the deep listening to what you need and what you want. But there's healthy and unhealthy aspects to both. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so the, the masculine, the shadow of the masculine is over commitment, over committing to things and steamrolling your own emotions as well as others being a control freak, like, no, I can't delegate anything because I'm the only one who knows how to do things right. And so you can imagine how well that goes over in relationships. Um, <laughs> no, you can't load the dishwasher because I'm the only one who is authorized to do that. <laughs> and then, of course, when it comes to business, like if you're scaling and you've hired an assistant, you need to be able to let go of some of that control because that's the only way that it's going to happen. Otherwise, just save your money and do it yourself. So mm -hmm. it's operating the shadow masculine. And then there's a complete neglect of their feelings. That's mostly what I deal with. I don't, I mean, there definitely are people who get really sucked into their own feelings and like wallowing there, the shadow of the feminine, super needy and, um, yeah, victim-y, um, but most of them are operating in a shadow masculine 
Yeah. And so there isn't the, the healthy, clear, like, no, commitment, integrity, sovereignty, um, mm. purpose, direction, goal-oriented. There is that, but it's operating from a place of needing that external validation. And so it's not actually, I'm going to do these things because this is what's going to set up my business. It's, I'm doing these things so I can get the love and attention and validation that I so desperately crave. Mm. Yeah. And so that goes back to the roles and it all fits in with each other. Okay. And what, what do we do if like, say we've identified that, Hey, well, I generally operate more and heavily like I, I I'm leaning towards more feminine energy in my business or masculine energy or whatever it is. And ultimately, you know, our power is having the balance of both. Right. Um, mm-hmm. what do we do if we identify that, Hey, well, I need to, I need to start using more masculine energy or vice versa. What, what do we actually do to go out there and source? Oh, well, what is masculine energy? What are some things that I can do to start showing up with more masculine energy in my business and vice versa? So something I feel important to mention actually, just as a, as a framework is when I use the terms masculine and feminine, it does not mean male, female, you know, it's, it's, you could use the terms um, yin and yang, Uh, interchangeably whatever it's just one's more goal oriented and one is more it's one's penetrative and the other is receptive in a nutshell Mm so if you've said like okay um i've realized that i've really neglected my feminine and i need to work on that you need to do things that cultivate that energy and so that would look like doing things that are creative self-care being around other women talking, sharing, um, just feeling your emotions, which sounds like, oh, of course, it's so simple. But I'm telling you, it is incredibly challenging. If you've been numbing out your entire life, then just feeling something, which isn't all love and light, then that's going to be a challenge for you to feel the anger and the sadness because there's one dial on emotions. If you want to feel pleasure and joy and bliss and love, you've got to feel sadness and anger and guilt and shame. So those are some things to cultivate the feminines, anything creative, anything to do with feeling, intuition, any of that. So flip side, the masculine. So these are, these are doing things. Yeah. So sticking to a schedule, going to the gym, um, planning your business, taking action on your business, getting systems in place. Um, anything that is like taking you from point A to point B, you're doing, that's the masculine. Whereas the feminine is being like, there's, mm. there's no, there's no waiting in the feminine cause you're just experiencing So that's just like, oh, life is just happening and I'm merging with life. Whereas the masculine is like, I'm fucking taking charge and going (laughs) for it. And there's a clear end point. Mm. And so both are super necessary. Mm. Um, But yeah, those are some things that you can do to cultivate the masculine as well. Uh, I've actually just joined. um, So I'm getting coached by someone at the moment. And actually my last, well, this one, my last coach is they've both been female and I've always, always wanted male coaches in my life. 
it's always like I've always been uh, male coaches, male coaches, male coaches. But um, my last, yeah, I think late last year, I'm actually like, I actually want a female coach. Like that was like one of the things I wanted. I'm like, they have to be female because I'm like, I, um, I'm ultimately masculine energy I use. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what my, my dominant area. And I'm like, well, I want to balance up and I know that by me balancing up is going to not only be better for myself, my business, but allow me to kind of connect and understand my audience better, which is ultimately females. So that's one of the things I went and looked out for was that, okay, I'm looking for a female coach. Um, and now I'm in a group. Yeah. With there's, um, I think there's 13 or 14 of us and there's only two guys all the rest are females <laughs> and it's like i'm just think when you're saying this stuff yeah because like we've got like a group together like a slack group and um just like everyone's kind of sharing their stuff and i'm i'm kind of like keeping to myself i'm like i do the work and then it's like there's like they're sharing everything what they're going through and like that and i'm just like i'm just fucking doing the work yeah i'm just like i submit here's my here's my homework done <laughs> but I'm like, I guess that, you know, I, I, it doesn't, it's not, it's not natural for me to actually be, I almost feel like I'm complaining. Yeah. Like I almost feel mm. that, you know, like, you know, if, if, if I'm feeling something that's not positive, that you kind of keep it to yourself. Um, so it's interesting when you're saying that, cause I'm like, I actually haven't fully been connecting with them. Like, they and sharing yeah i've just been doing the fucking work doing the work and getting things done because the the masculine is like solitude Mm. right like so it's something if you want to cultivate your masculine uh david data talks about this you go into a cave and you meditate you are alone Mm. with nothing but your connection to source and that is it. That is the, the stillness, right? And so that makes so much sense. And this is where like, you know, that book, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's like, mm. we go, I don't get it. Like, he just doesn't tell me how he feels. And I'm like, he's not withholding from you. I promise. Like, he just, mm-hmm. it's not natural for them, for them to share it. Mm. Um, whereas the feminine and women really are like, chaos there's a huge storm outside and i'm like this is so perfect (laughs) (laughs) because she is the storm the volcano yeah and Mm. it's like there's a calm before the storm and there's a million things going on but it is that and that's how we connect as women is Mm. we share we talk about things and it you know it could go into like the whole hunter gatherer thing like the men they just go out shoot the deer bring it back home whereas the women were like oh we need to go berry picking okay so here's where we go and these are the kind of berries and this is what they look like and go at this time of day and this type of season and we're sharing information because it was vital to our survival at that point mm-hmm. and so now we just share everything with immense amount of detail and we want to talk about our feelings all the time so am i like <laughs> yeah. Um, cause I'm kind of, cause what I've, I've been, um, like I journal a lot now. Yeah. And it's something that never used to do, but now I do it, um, five days a week minimum. And, um, especially like if I'm not feeling like if I'm feeling stressed, overwhelmed or anxious, or not feeling good about something, whatever it is, I will journal. And I find that that helps massively. Yeah. 
I was feeling a bit average the other night. I'm like, just went to my journal, kind of wrote down what I was feeling. Um, and my, cause I, I feel that like, Oh, well, this is feminine energy. Yeah. I mean, and that's like, you know, I'm kind of getting my thoughts out and, and expressing, am I kind of missing it? Like, am I missing the point where it's like, well, it's meant to be sharing it with actual people. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. So like, cause I, I, you know what I mean? Like me, this is what my thoughts are is that me putting it in a journal, like I don't give a fuck what the journal like says and feels and like that. I'm not pestering them. I'm getting my thoughts out, but to put it onto someone else, I kind of feel like it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel natural. Almost feels like, yeah. Hey, it's complaining. You know what I mean? So yeah. what, what's your thoughts? Like, what should I be doing? It's interesting that you use the word pestering, yeah. right? It's just yeah. like, it's sharing your feelings, but that energy of like, oh no, I'm pestering people. I'm bothering people, mm. right? When we're craving that connection as mm. humans. And what I will say is the moment you've tr- you try to understand the feminine, you've missed it. True. So it's so interesting, like, because you're like, um, is journaling a good way to do it? Like, have I gotten mm. it? And that's a yeah. very masculine way of looking at it. Like, mm. do, have I gotten the steps? Do I understand it? Like, should I be doing this better than this? Um, yeah. And it's like, whatever works for you, an experiment, right? Mm. Journaling is a beautiful way to get your thoughts onto paper but it can be a very mind exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than like, what am I actually feeling? And there can be a tendency when we have a feeling that we don't consider quote unquote pleasant, right? Like anger or sadness or whatever. There can be a tendency to like, I want to get it out like right now and like get away from me. I don't want that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to sit and I don't want to complain. I don't want to be a bother to anyone. So I'm just going to either never speak about this or I'm just going to like journal and then put the journal away and never look at that again. (laughs) What would happen if you just sat with that for a second? What would Mm. happen if you just took like five minutes and just fucking felt it? Mm. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have to do anything with it what if it doesn't even have to be transformed you can just sit and feel the anger for five minutes you don't have to get lost in it but it's acknowledging oh i'm feeling and also this is a good exercise for everyone what do i physically feel in my body when i have this thought or this emotion so i can feel like my solar plexus get really tight my jaw is tense whatever it is. And then these become markers for when you're having a response to something, but maybe not in a feeling yet, if that makes sense, because there's a lot of numbing, but the physical responses are still there. So for you, if you like journaling journal, you know, but Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to get a little bit outside of your comfort zone and maybe share something with your partner or share something with a friend or with one of your coaches or whatever it is. That's maybe a little bit vulnerable that you wouldn't normally share Mm. and see what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Done. I like it. I like it. I like when you said about the, it's like, you know, with the masculine energy, 
we're trying to logically understand everything. Yeah. So it's almost, am I doing it right? Is this the right steps or like that? It's so fucking true. Yeah. So as opposed to feminines, just like being, feeling what it is, like it doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's just, yeah. Interesting. See that. When I did Eros, it was, um, which is like a feminine embodiment journey with the different archetypes. It was mm. so interesting because the women are just like, it doesn't have to look like anything. Like it's, this is my expression of the feminine of, of the, the maiden or whatever. And then when I was in the men's course doing the exact same archetypes, they were like, but is this the right transmission of the maiden? <laughs> like, yeah. Portray what I'm trying to portray. Yeah. It was like, don't worry about it. Just fucking just live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay okay so look this external validation yeah that's screwing up our business it's fucking our business so what do you mean by that yeah what exactly do you mean yeah so, so as i was speaking to before with these roles right yeah. like people can feel that you're not being genuine that it's like not an actual i want to connect with you i want to change your life mm -hmm. it's like for lack of a better term giving to get when you're in these yeah. roles because you're yeah. like i'm gonna give you you know my tools and my practices and my time and my energy but you better love me at the end of it <laughs> which is like of course it's a human need we want to be liked you know but when it comes to it it's excessive and you're like, no, I need to be liked by everyone. I promise you, nobody likes that energy. They can feel it. And also, you're not going to show up in your authenticity because you're afraid of pissing people off. Mm. And so you won't say the thing. When your client is going, is in resistance and they're like, nah, I'm not, no, that thing you said doesn't resonate at all. If you have this need to be liked, you're going to put your ego above their transformation, really, yeah. because you're like, oh, okay, well, if I say this thing, then she's going to be mad at me and she's not going to like me. So I'm just going to sit here and let her be in resistance when it's like, no, call them out with love. You know, you don't have to be a dick about it, but say like, I see like I see what's going on and I'm holding you and I love you, but da, 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 da. and say your sharp truth because that is the best interest of your client. And so you're sabotaging your client's success for your own incessant need for validation. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so the same like with getting clients. Day, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You know, like on sales calls and stuff, like, I don't want to say the thing because hopefully she'll sign up if I'm nice enough. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm polite enough and we like get along and we're like besties, <laughs> they're totally going to sign up, which is like, of course, I like working with coaches who I have really great rapport with and I feel like they're my, my friend and all of that. But also, uh, I like the most transformative coaching session I've ever had in my life was where this guy was just telling me his straight truths. And I was like, 
this guy is the worst. I hate him. Like, I will never speak to that dude ever again. It was like this yoni massage man in Thailand. And I was like, I don't even know why he's successful. He's honestly the worst. <laughs> and it was so, I, and then I sat with it and it was so life-changing to me. And I was like, thank you so much. You fully changed my life because <laughs> he was putting my best interests ahead of his ego. Mm. He did not give two shits if I liked him, clearly. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's what's really important. Okay, so it's almost like it's the intention behind what you're doing. So if we're talking about, you know, that, that um, the person before that is, doesn't like to reach out to people because they're bugging them, it's ultimately their intentions are wrong, yeah? Their intentions are, well, I'm kind of doing this to build a relationship so I can ultimately get a client, get a sale. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to the intention needs to be that, well, I actually just want to genuinely get to know you, build a connection with you, change your life, transform you, help you out type thing. Is that the intention behind yes. it? Yes. I was just going to say that like going in mm. with like, actually yeah. I have so much value to offer from a, from a really clean, healthy place yeah. and being like, this is going to change your life. Mm. Like, yeah. So bang on there. It's the intention behind it rather than, Oh, I need to get a sale. It's like, actually, I just want to change as many lives as possible. Okay. So like kind of just finishing on that example of the guy that you, the, the massage do, right? Him speaking mm -hmm. is absolute, <laughs> like crazy truth, putting your needs above his, not caring that you're going to hate him or find him, mm -hmm. like be pissed off at him or think he's an asshole, whatever it is, because he was just yeah. like, well, you know, he's putting your needs first and he just wants to get through to change your life. That's all good for maybe yourself, Michelle. You've walked away and actually had a learning probably because of you or the person you are today. You are right. But how do we, what, what, what advice do you give to, say, another coach? Um, how do they do it so the person, because a lot of people will actually walk away and go, that guy's an asshole, he's a motherfucker, and then that's the belief for the rest of their life, yeah? They don't have the breakthrough like you had the breakthrough. So what suggestion do you have so uh, I guess that they do kind of see where they're coming from, yeah? What could yeah. have you done to maybe balance it out a little bit? So the first thing that's like super important when you're about to give someone a straight truth, you have to ask permission. Even if you've asked permission to coach them at the beginning of the session, you have to say, may I offer you a really direct reflection? If they've said yes, they have invited it. Yeah. And that's okay. And also realize not everyone is going to receive you. Not everyone is, because what you're doing is penetrating. You're penetrating them with mm -hmm. your words. Mm. And not everyone is going to be ready to receive that. They're like, oh, it wasn't like, I wasn't ready for that too much. And so they might walk away and be like, that woman was a bitch. Cool. Let them think that. They may come back in a year, in five years. They may never come back, but just trust that that was the truth they needed to hear in that moment. And it will just do its thing. 
It will permeate. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is going to sign up with you. Not everyone is going to like you and that's okay. Make sure that you're acting in a place of integrity and authenticity. And just because you're offering someone a, a truth and a reflection doesn't mean you have to like belittle them or berate them or anything like that. You can say like, I'm saying this because I see so much in you, mm. but because I love you or because I think you're an incredible woman with so much value to give. Whatever it is, genuine compliments, if you will. Don't just like spew a script, but then someone can feel like your heart, that you're not just like trying to cut them down. They can feel your heart there as well. Mm. Yeah. So it's kind of like our fear of ultimately not being liked is kind of holding us back from ultimately changing more people's lives. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, someone might walk away from your conversation and be like, she was a cool chick, but they're not feeling transformed at all. They just feel like now they've got someone they can go for drinks with sometime. And that purely comes down. Leadership. Yeah, and it purely comes down to holding back on what you actually see, but you're worried to see it because it might offend them or piss them off. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the steps are basically, you know, going with the right intentions. You're there to transform their life. If you do see something, ask permission. You know, mm-hmm. I see something. Is it okay that I share with you what I see? Speak yeah. your truth. It's not about you. It's about them, yeah, and do it in a loving way. Don't be an asshole about it like maybe Massage Do was. <laughs> maybe they need a little bit more love in there. So just balance it in a love, caring and nurturing way, yeah. Um, mm. Mish, thanks very much. Where can everyone, anyone listen to this? Where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram, so it's just at Michelle Panning. Same on Facebook. So I'm on Insta Stories pretty much every day so you'll see me floundering about there hey there hope you enjoyed this week's episode make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that i release every couple of weeks and if you've enjoyed the the episode please i really really appreciate it if you leave me a review and you can also find me on instagram at luke page underscore underscore underscore